Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Believe in the resurrection of the body. This one is taking longer than all the rest. But it's because it's very sweet. It's a reality that only Christians can walk in. But many Christians are not aware of. Because it's not much taught. The resurrection of the body, not from the body. We are not talking about the eternality of the soul. In heaven, we will not be floating in our souls. No, in heaven, we will be having our physical bodies. The physical body, as I've been explaining, will have our physical. That's a, a very essential Christian doctrine. A very essential Christian doctrine and a necessary one, of course. A very important Christian doctrine. A very important Christian doctrine. So, um, it's, it's important to know what Christianity has to offer to you. And as I read, studied, I realized that actually there's a lot that we talk about, but we, hello, there's a lot that we talk about as believers, but we, we don't understand the context. So we quote scriptures. I'm the head and not the tail. It's true. But sometimes when you get the context, it even makes that confession more potent and more powerful. We quote scriptures, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But when you look at the context, he said, don't be worried about anything. Because God is able to take care of grass. That's what he said. Which today is and tomorrow is gone. God, God actually takes care of the flower. Today is tomorrow is gone. And there's the lilies or the sparrows, the birds. Solomon in all his glory can't be compared to any of those birds God personally takes care of. So he said, if God takes care of the bird, how much more are you? Are you no more valuable than the bird? So he said, don't worry, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. You see that? So when you are seeking God, you are making God a priority, you know one of the reasons why you do that is because it doesn't, it does, it's not because you don't have a need. But it's because God will take care of you. That's his word. That's that his promise. If you, if you do God, God will do you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so I found out that there are things that we need to know, but it's not really taught. Because people want to hear certain things that makes them feel good. The resurrection of the, of the body is not, you see, if you really believe in the resurrection of the body, it will actually affect a lot of things in your life. It will affect a lot of things in your life. But in those days, you know, there were these, uh, um, the Greeks. Greeks are philosophers, Aristotle and his people. You know, it affected everybody. So Greeks are philosophers. That's why I would say Greek seek, the Greeks seek wisdom. And the Jews seek a sign. But we preach Christ to the Greeks who seek wisdom is foolishness. To the Jews who want a sign, it's a stumbling block. 
But to those of us, <laughs> hallelujah. So Greeks, things that are very intellectual and tantalizing. It's like what many people do in universities. I can't believe in these things. Most of what people say, but the Bible teaches which people who think are smart think is stupid. Later on, you realize that the Bible says, actually, actually oh, someone asked, if you are talking, okay, I have a question. If you are talking about the resurrection, the people who bend in a, when a building bends, catches fire, human beings who bend in it, with what bodies are they going to resurrect? You think, that, yeah, that's a very intelligent question. It's a very intelligent question. <laughs> that's how they are, isn't it? They, they think that they've asked a question that is very smart. Because this thing you are talking about, you are not, they think the Bible hasn't thought through a lot of things. <laughs> they, they have thought through a lot of things. They have thought through it and you see, the Bible doesn't, what is saying, I can't, I can't believe, I'm too smart to believe this. But most of those who claim they are so smart, there are so many things about their lives that are not smart, apart from their smartphones and TVs. <laughs> a lot of, you're a professor, you say I'm so smart, and yet you don't know that your, your husband has another child. <laughs> you, did, you didn't know. Not before he met you, but after he's met you. He has a child that is younger than your oldest child and older than your youngest child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very intelligent. I'm very smart. I'm very smart. I'm very smart. A professor of a very intelligent academic. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even... You can't just keep peace in your house. You can't just keep peace in your house. You want to follow somebody's ties. And now you have children with the person, you are very confused. You see, you see, you are not wise. You are not wise. You are not wise. A lot of things that people think they are smart about, they are not smart. But human beings, because we don't know so much, we are dumb in a lot of things. And when the Bible is making a statement, the Bible is an authority on everything it addresses. Yet people think that they are smarter than a lot of things the Bible says. So in the Jewish days, uh, in those days that when, when this um, letter was written, First Corinthians particularly, or the, the, this, the early church, the uh, uh, Greek philosophers have infiltrated the place. And they had a, a, an argument that uh, you are saying, listen, they believe, some of them believe in life after death, but not with their body. What can you do with your body? What can you do with your body? The body is decomposing. The body is not good. So Greeks believe that anything in the body is not good. Anything physical is evil or is bad. So in the resurrection, there will be nothing physical because all physical things are not good, are so restrictive. So then they are saying that by you, if you are going to, that this body that finally has died, you want to resurrect it again? No! So they were saying that, Oh, what we bought with what bodies? We bought what, what bodies? I have, okay, I know what you're talking about. I have a very intelligent question for you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. Yeah. First Corinthians. How are the dead raised? I have a question. How are the dead raised? Hmm. What do you mean by how are the dead raised? Okay, maybe you didn't answer. With what bodies? What kind of body is it? Because they, are you talking about this body? How, how are they raised? 
Oh, then you begin to think, because when I tell him that it's the same body, he'll talk about the one who was eaten by the shark. <laughs> How is he coming back? Because he has been digested and become part of the shark meat. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a question for you. How? If you say the same body. How about those who have been cremated? And ashes have been spread on the ocean. In the ocean. How? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, then intellectually, every rational person feels, ah, you have a point. I think the Bible has not taught through this. Then Paul said, Paul said, oh, thou fool. You think you are wise. You are very stupid. Because you think what the Bible is saying, it's not true. You are smarter than the Bible. It's a sign that you, you are intellectually bankrupt on some subjects. Then, you know what it does? It gives us an analogy. Say analogy. Sometimes in preaching, like I spoke about this man whose wife died, it's an analogy. It will help drive the point home. Jesus oftentimes will say, the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like. It doesn't mean is. It's, a, it's, like, it's an analogy. So Paul employs the system of analogy to explain the point of the resurrection. And he said that the resurrection is like planting of a seed. Are you so stupid that you are going to think about the seed you have planted what body is he going to come out with? Ah, you, you didn't rather think through your question. <laughs> he said, that which thou you sow. Okay, give, give us a different translation. Uh, you can, you can. Foolish, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. So what you sow, now this is interesting. It's actually trying to help us to understand that so long as Christians are concerned, death is like sowing. So, the graveyard of Christians is like a sowing field for the germination of the new bodies. He said, what you sow does, does, uh, uh, is not made alive unless it dies. The next verse, verse 37. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be. When you plant a seed, you are, it's not the same thing you are expecting. Well, why would you plant it? He said, what, what you plant, what you sow, uh, you do not sow that body. When you are sowing, it's not the tomato you are sowing. It's the tomato seed. It is, it is the tomato seed, but I guarantee you, you will never get bananas from that one. There's no way. Even there are different types of tomatoes. The seed, the one whose seed is so he said that body, the seed is what you get. So it is, it is not different from what is coming up. The way it looks is different. But it is, the, the tomato seed is 100% never going to give you a corn. Never. Never. Once you plant it. Yeah, that's what he's saying. What will be is what has been planted. So the death of the believer is like a planting of a seed. Didn't Jesus himself say it? Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground 
and dies. It abides alone. So Jesus Christ had to even die and he was like a seed. John chapter 12 verse, uh, verse 24. So let's go back to the first Corinthians. It says that what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. The next verse. But, oh, he said, what, what happens? When you sow it, what happens? Ha! Hey. So you sow it, but God gives it the body. Because actually, when you sow something, you don't go and dig the ground and see, open it and see, is it coming? You don't. In fact, Jesus puts it this way. He said that, I think chapter 4 of Mark, verse 27 or so. The kingdom of heaven, verse 26 or so. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who plants a seed. Yeah. He said, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. And what happens? Day and night. And should sleep by day and rise by, it's by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. I don't understand how the thing works. Because what? God gives it his body. So if God can do that for corn, for pawpaw, for, for watermelon, for tomatoes, for apples, for mangoes, if God can do that for coconuts, if God, <laughs> if God can do that for olive, if God can do that for satsuma, if God can do that for kiwi, if God can do <laughs> come on, if God can do that for cucumber. <laughs> he said, he said, you are foolish to ask that simple question. Let me give you an analogy. He said, if God can do that, but God gives it a body as he pleases, to each seed its own body. In the same way, in the resurrection, to each of us, we are going to have our own body based on the body that was sown. So in the resurrection, when I see you, I know it's, it's, it's Bismarck. When you see me, you know it's David. You won't see me, I'm not sure. Who is this one too? No, 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 no. Verse, verse 39. All flesh is not the same. Why are you asking this kind of question? All flesh is not the same. But there, are, uh, there is one kind of flesh of man, another kind of uh, flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. In other words, there are different types. Different types of flesh. So, and this is all the beauty of God's creation. He gave the analogy. Then he began to talk about their form. Everybody has their own form. And every form, look at the next verse. There are also celestial bodies, terrestrial bodies, and terrestrial bodies. But the glory, that word glory means the physical appearance. But the glory, the glory of the celestial one and the glory of the terrestrial one is, is another. Okay, uh, so he said, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of it. It's like this body, the moon has its own appearance. The star has its own appearance. That's how beautiful God's creature is. Even in the canine family, there are different, different, different types of dogs. Different, different types. In the human family, there are different races. There, even within race, there are different looks. Can you imagine that no twins are not the same? 
Even twins, Siamese, uh, no, uh, like uh, identical twins, there will still be differences. God has variety. He created variety. And he says that God ha- does not have a problem with having variety. None mixing are still different. Everyone will have his own form. At the resurrection, we are all going to, we are not all going to resurrect and look the same. Like all of us look the same. You can't tell any difference. When a person dies, <laughs> the spirit and the soul leaves the body. Because not to have the body means you are naked. I think according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, yeah, 1, 2, 3, somewhere there. It talks about we are, na- we be, we are naked. If we don't have the body, it's like I'm, I'm naked. Okay, so not to have your body is you are naked. You need, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. Now, clothed there is talking about the tabernacle of the body. A tabernacle is something you live in. Everybody needs a body to live on this earth. Even Jesus Christ needed it. He needed it. Every human being needs a body. That's why you have to take good care of your body. You need the physical body to be on this earth. So when a person dies, the spirit and the soul leaves the body. At the resurrection, the spirit and the soul gets reunited to the body. That's what happens. So our bodies will be reunited to our souls after the resurrection. Or at the resurrection. That's good news. Now let's go back to the text. Where did we get to verse 40? Verse 41. Huh. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For once, even stars are different. Even stars are different. And what he's trying to say, there's different types of glory, uh, uh, manifestations of created things, physical things. What's your problem? And all these things, God did them. So to give your body, your, your, your soul, or your body life, and make it come with its own. And what I like here about the text is that God is the one who gives at the resurrection. You give your body, you give my body, you give his body, you give this body, her body. You give us our befitting body. So one of the things, as I said last week, is that there will definitely be continuity. Say continuity. Okay. What do I mean by continuity? When you see me, you know that this is David Entry. In the resurrection. You will know because it's the same person resurrected. The same person. However, there will also be a massive difference. There'll be a difference now. How shall our bodies look like, resurrected body? It will not be the same body because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So it's not the same body. Jesus didn't go to heaven with that same body. He resurrected with a glorified body. So in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, it says that our citizenship is in heaven. Oh, wow. For our citizenship is in heaven. From, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus, who, the Lord Jesus, who will transform our lowly bodies. I've been telling you this. This body is a body of humiliation. That is why the Greeks say, why do you need this body again? You don't need it. Now you are free from the body. You can be floating. You don't get tired. You don't get sick. Nothing. You don't have to eat. In the heaven. Listen, we will need the body because God created the body. 
So you will need the body, but God is going to give you a very glorified body. He says that he will transform our he will, he will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glory. So now, this text is very interesting because he said, you want to know how our bodies will look like? It will be conformed to his glorious body. His glorious body, according to the working by which he's able even to subdue all things. So he's going to conform our, our, these bodies. The beautiful thing is, there will not be the need for mirror. Why wouldn't there be? Don't want you look at what you need the mirror for? To correct things that are not. Okay. That's really to see. Okay, is it okay? But the glorified body has not got a spot. Perfect body. So you don't need a mirror. It's, it's a perfect body. It's a glow. So it's not the same body. There's a difference. Even though he said that the seed you plant, is that the same seed you get? No. Why you planting? It's not the same seed. That's, he said it. He said, what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps something. And what God, but God gives it his own body. So it's not the same thing. And so I'm telling you, I know you've been feeling tired. Sometimes feel very sinful. Sometimes, can you imagine? You can't use this body because there's sin in this body. That's why this body must be changed. Even, can you imagine? You are born, look at the way you are born again. And yet, there is still sin in the body. Can you imagine? It's a, it's, a, it's a serious problem. And so, what is God going to do with this body that can sin? This body that can sin, God can't do anything with it. So, He has to radically transform the, uh oh. He has to radically transform this body that it will be conformed or it will be fashioned into the glorious body of Jesus Christ. So, he speaks about the analogy and he speaks about the contrast. There's definitely going to be a contrast. It's not going to be the same body. There'll be a massive difference. And we can even see different people. Everybody will be different from everybody. So there's going to be a contrast. Now, verse 42. So also the resurrection, you see, he's talking about different bodies, contrast. That's how the resurrection will also be. The oh, uh, do you see that? How is the body sown? When did you sow your body? See, the death is, is sowing. Death is like sowing. That's the analogy is given. Death to the believer, death is not the end. Death, that is why I said to you that pr practically all church buildings in the past had cemeteries near it. Because that's a sowing field. When the believer dies, they sow, they sow him. They saw her. They saw because that on the resurrection, go to churchyard, it will be nice. Believers are coming with glorious bodies. Glorious bodies. That's why they try to do that near the church. So that those of us who will be in the church worshiping, when it comes, those in the field, those on the, uh, in the cemetery will rise first. We'll see them. And then we also will be changed. It will be around the same territory because we are one family. It says that. So also the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. How many of you have understand that? Have you noticed that hmm, this continuity thing and the difference thing? Some of you, if they show you your picture 10 years ago, <laughs> I don't think you believe it's you. <laughs> your face was very hard. 
like an agege and robber. <laughs> Passports don't go beyond 10 years. They have to, because 10 years, generally, generally speaking, it's believed that every seven years you change. Every seven years. Some of you, you don't feel like that, but every seven years you change. It's the same person. Compare how you used to look like when you were 11. Then now that you are 16, now that you are 19, now that you are 29, and you know aunties, uncle, when they say, hey, is it you? Look at you grow so much. But you too, you have grown. But you have also, you have also grown. We are all growing. So the, the body goes through changes. Goes through changes. It's a statement that one is dying. Because it's the body of our corruption. There. The body is sown in corruption. It's corrupted. Because the body is not that good. Sometimes it smells. No, it doesn't smell. It stinks. <laughs> but don't worry. That's good news. I said there is good news. I said there's good news. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... It's sown in corruption. It's sown in corruption. It's, it decomposes by sowing. But guess what? Sowing is not the end. It is raised in, in corruption. So it's not the same body that we saw is what we are going to get. There's definitely going to be a difference. There's going to be transformation. It said it's sown in corruption. It's, it's raised in, in corruption. The next verse, look at this. It is sown in dishonor. Is it true? Sometimes you feel that like your body, you have to cover your body because it doesn't have honor. This body sometimes doesn't have honor. I know you are looking great. That's the reason why women use makeup and sometimes some have to use a lot. It's because... <laughs> but I have good news for the Christian sister. I have good news for the Christian sister. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is raised in glory. It is raised in glory. Shout glory. glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Who told you the resurrection doesn't make a difference? This body is going down. Sometimes you get tired. You are running out of breath. Sometimes your knee. Hey, this is my knee. Sometimes your Lower back. But it is sown in weakness. But it is raised in power. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The next verse. It is sown a spiritual body. It is raised... Ah. It's sown a natural body. It's raised what? A spiritual body. A natural body is the body that has to eat bread has to drink water, the physical, everything is natural. But guess what? When the body is resurrected, it's a spiritual body. That's why it's good to look at. You have to do a study after the resurrection, how Jesus used to look like. That tells you how we shall look like. It's so in a spiritual body. A spiritual body doesn't need a car. So I don't understand those who say when they go to heaven, they are going to ride in wonderful cars. A spiritual body doesn't need a car. Have you thought about how Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, 
Some of you don't know, he was crucified completely naked. That's humiliation to its max. They brought him down and they wrapped him in a linen. That's how Jews bury people. So Lazarus, they said, take of the grave clothes. It's called grave clothes. So they wrapped him in linen and put him in the tomb. But when he resurrected, they looked inside the tomb. The linen was there. So did you, did you quickly go to Tesco? <laughs> or Primark? Let's say Primark. Oh. Think Jesus went to Primark in the morning, anybody? He went and picked some clothes and work. No. But when he came, he showed them he wasn't naked. This glorified body doesn't need clothes. It's already clothed by God. God, God is a cloth maker. He has designer clothes for a glorified bodies. Shout hallelujah. And so this body was sown a natural body, but it's going to raise a spiritual body that does not need any designer way. It has a heavenly way. It just can walk through the walls. It wants to be in Scotland. It wants to be in Edinburgh. It wants to be in Milan. Just stand here. It's gone. It's there. It's there. That's a spiritual body. A spiritual body doesn't have physical restrictions. A spiritual, it's not floating, it walks, but it's there. It's a spiritual body, hallelujah. The only food we'll be eating is the tree of life. Ah! That's the only food we'll be eating. Praise God. So it's sown a spiritual, natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. Wow, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. He said it, it exists, just that you don't know. There's a spiritual body. And there's a natural body. Now, you have a natural body. The body that is, in the, that is closely and always in dishonor. The body that is usually weak. The body that is usually not glorious. The body that is usually corrupted. It's a corruptible body. However, it's going to be a spiritual body. That's the resurrection. Every Christian must look forward to the resurrection. Watch this. That's why Paul said, for me to die is gain. Come on. He believes that dying is just being sown. Ah, I'm sowing, I'm being sown, and I'm coming, going to come back. A Christian does not fear death. Who actually understands the importance of the resurrection? The next verse. Verse 50, uh, 45. And so, it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first. But God should have just made us the way we will be later. No. He said the spiritual is not first. The natural. Afterwards, the spiritual. Say, afterwards, the spiritual. Afterwards, the Say it louder. Afterwards, the Say it again. Do you know what we, this means? This is not all that you, there is to you. Afterwards, the spiritual. Yeah. Afterwards. So after everything is said and done, your spiritual version is going to come. Yeah. I'm not talking about you are a spiritual person. I'm talking about this body. There's a spiritual version of this physical body. It's physical, yes, spiritual body, version. Spiritual version is not just natural because we look like Adam. We all look like Adam. But when we are, we are now going we will, at the resurrection, we will look like Christ in the resurrection. That's why it's good to 
study how did Christ look like after the resurrection. That's why the Bible did not leave us in doubt. He made sure when he resurrected, he was around. We heard about him, how he was. That's how we're going to look like. So he says that, however, the spiritual is not first, but, but the natural and afterwards the spiritual. Verse 47, the first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven, made of dust, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. That's corruption. Everybody's going. You start dying the day you were born. You start dying. That's why you are changing. You are changing. Every day you are changing. Every time. My daughter asked me, why don't you have hair? I said, actually, I have some. It's just on the sides here. But it doesn't look nice, so I have to shave it. He said, no, at the top. Why don't you have it at the top? I say it sometimes happens to some men. A lot of men, it's like that. <laughs> but let's go to the, for, for the next verse, please. As was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of the dust. I think this is very clear. They're talking about the way Adam was. Now you, are, you look like Adam. But then you will look. So there is a, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. So now we look very much like Adam, but then at the resurrection, we look like Christ. Have you noticed that 1 Corinthians 15 is just about the resurrection of the body? It's not just about the resurrection of Christ. If you try to preach the resurrection of Christ, which I've done a few times, from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the farthest you go is verse 23. Because the rest of it is just now telling us about our resurrected body. The, the, from verse 12, it's just talking about Christ resurrected. Why are you saying there's no resurrection of Christ? The dead. That means Christ didn't resurrect. But Christ resurrected. So that because he resurrected, our sins are forgiven. We, are, we have hope and all that. But he was actually telling us why the, the fact that Christ has resurrected. Because of that, there shall be the resurrection of the dead. We shall also resurrect. Then the rest, he begins to give the analogy. He begins to give the contrast. He begins to tell us the form. And now he's telling about the prototype. We are going to just be like him. The heavenly, verse, 40, uh, verse 48 again. As the man of the dust, so, so also are those who are made of the dust. And I, I think we should all read that scripture together. Let's go. Those who are made of the dust, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are. We shall be like him. He said, I know my Redeemer lives, and when I awake, I shall be like him. We shall awake in his glory. We shall awake in his glory. We shall awake to be like him. Hallelujah. You are not going to permanently be like this. And when you die or when you sleep, it's sowing. There's a time for God to raise us back. He talks about there's a raising. So he dies, and then God raises up. He's sown, but God raises up. God is the one who brings us up. Back up. Hallelujah. Can I confess? Verse 49. <clears throat> and as we have borne the image of the, uh, the man of the dust, we shall also bear the image. The word image there is icon. We shall just be like him. So when he resurrected, the way he looked like, that's how we shall exactly be like him. And that's why there's, need, there's no need for male or female. We just look like the perfect man. 
a perfect man who doesn't need a mirror. Who is perfect. There's no imperfection in your body. There's no sickness in your body. There's no, there's no disease in the body. There's, there's no deformity in the body. It's a perfect man. That's the resurrection. I say I believe in the resurrection of the body. Let's go to verse 50. Now, this I say, brethren, that, uh, uh, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. I told you earlier on. No, does corruption inherit incorruption. You can't inherit incorruption with your corruption. That's why there needs to be the transformation. We are on our way to heaven, to the place of perfection. You can't take this body there. So, but you need the body there. So then God must give you a new body. Even though it's the same you, it's a new body. Said flesh and blood that cannot inherit the, the uh, kingdom of God. Verse 51. 51 says, Behold, I tell. Oh, I was waiting to get to this, but this is going to give me a problem if I try to explain it because. I, mystery! Someone say mystery. mystery. The Greek word, mysterion. Mystery! Mystery is not something strange and spooky. There are things that God keeps secret from everybody. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, says that the secret things belong to God. So there are things that God doesn't show to anybody. At the same time, there are things that God shows to everybody. Everybody. The Bible says that the existence of God is imprinted in everybody's mind. Every human being. That's why it's foolish, foolishness. You are denying intelligence to say that God does not exist. Because it doesn't take research to know God exists. It's natural. You have to find another way to deny it. But it's just, it's so, the, the existence of God, Romans chapter 1 verse 20 talks about, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. So there are things that God has made available to everybody. And yet there are things that he, does, he has kept away from everybody. And now there were things that he only showed to the people of the Jews in the Old Testament. He gave them his laws. He related to them. <clears throat> there are things that only the Jews got to know about him. His power. His eternal God. So many things he just got to know about. But yet, there are still things that he kept away from the Jews, which are only revealed in the church. Those are the things that is called the mystery. The mystery. So it's not like esoteric, something very secretive. It is just that you have to understand it, the plan of God, in the context of the church. And here, one of the mysteries said, I tell you a mystery. When you look at the church, he said, I tell you a mystery. We shall all not sleep. In other words, we shall all not die. I tell you a mystery. We shall all not die, but we shall be changed. Wow. So it doesn't have to, you don't have to die first in order to receive that transformed body. You don't have to die first. Look, he said, I tell you a mystery. We shall all not sleep, but we shall all be changed. So those who are dead shall be changed. And those who are alive at the coming shall be changed. All of us. And those who are alive, how are we going to be changed? Look, the, the, the next verse said, in a moment, I told you, in the twinkling of an eye, I told you that twinkling of an eye is a, a one-sixth of a nanosecond. A microsecond is one millionth of a second. One, two, that's second, okay. one second, two second. Now one millionth is very tiny. Between, between one, that millions, millions, that's one. and that's a nanosecond. And one, one uh, 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 sorry, one millionth of a second is a microsecond. And then one, a hundred, a, 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 a thousandth 
okay, of a microsecond is a nanosecond. And yet, a twinkling of an eye is even faster than that. It's one-sixth of a nanosecond. So it's not a process. We just change. Ha! Hallelujah! By the time Jesus is coming, you will change like that. Like that. Even that one is taking, this one is taking too long. It's taking, I'm telling you, it's taking too long. When you watch film, especially those old movies that they roll the tape. Yeah, it's just different, different pictures. Different pictures. Slow motion. When you join them, then you see the human being is going like this. Yeah, so many pictures. <laughs> and then, so those who are into cinematography, they tell you about exposure. Or is it exposure? No, exposure. Um, shutter speed. Tells you how quick. So when you are doing a camera, the quality of a camera has to do with some of those things. How many, how many pictures, frames, that's the right word, frames. How many frames per second? Some of it is 1,000 frames per second. For, for it to be micro, microsecond, there's a million frames per second. How about if it's going to be nano? So it's very fast. That's why you don't even see, you think it's just it's showing a human being. No, but it's, it's single pictures, single pictures, plenty of them. So one is like this, one is like this, and it's going. <laughs> slow motion is when you slow down the frames. But we, can, we will change so fast, no one will notice it. All we know is you've just changed. Into, from what is, from natural body to heavenly body, to a spiritual body, from earthly body to heavenly body. From corruption to incorruption. From uh, dishonor to honor. Can you, can you imagine? From weakness to power. I, see, I, can, I look forward to the resurrection. <laughs> and then finally, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall, we shall all not sleep, but we shall all be changed. What does it say? In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Wow. So those who are dead shall be raised. For, for corruption, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.